This podcast is produced by Visionary Studios. Hi everyone, I'm Mitchell Rail. And I'm Wade Clausen. And welcome back to Let's Unpack That. Today we are joined by Randall Porter. Randall, welcome to the pod. How are you? Hi guys. I'm pretty good. It's my Friday, so I'm going on vacation tomorrow. So I love that. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Where are you going? Going to Charleston. We're going on a little I'm like one of the only gays on the trip with a bunch of straight people. <laughs> so we're gonna go celebrate a birthday, but you know I'm gonna drag them to a few gay bars, so it's fine. As you should. As you should. So Randall, for those of you that are listening who maybe don't know who you are already, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about yourself and who you are? My name is Randall Porter. I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, I wear a lot of hats, but I guess my main job is being a storyteller, whether that's like through publications, online, on social media. Yeah, I'm a storyteller. I tell people stories and I share through my, well, through my experiences. I love that. That's amazing. Um, it's so cool to get to tell people stories. I feel like that's kind of a part of what this podcast does too. So excited to have you here. So tell us a little bit about what it is like for you growing up in the South. What has it been like for you growing up and realizing and coming into yourself as a gay individual? Honestly, I had a pretty good experience, you know, being black in the South. Well, being gay in the South, I'll say that that was a good experience. My grandmothers were very good to me and very much like be who you are and allowed me to do that within our space. Um, the black community itself was a little hard for me to be gay in. I didn't even know what gay was until like my neighbor called me fruity, you know? And I'm like, wait, what's that, you know? So, but then I would go to school, which went to a predominantly white school. Um, everybody was fine. Like I didn't even have an issue. So, you know, it was, weird because within my own community it was a hard thing but like outside in the world I was fine and thriving and I always have I think James Baldwin said something like um somebody asked him and said how's it like being gay and black he said I'm a unicorn and I was like you know what so am I you know I've always used that to my advantage um I think that's part of why I stay in the south is because I like to change people's minds and perspectives on what that's like um because you always have this like Growing up, I only saw like one person that was gay and then one person that was black. So then, mind you guys, I'm a lot older than y'all. I'm like 33. <laughs> so uh, it's a little different, I think, for you guys. But it was, I never saw anybody like me or, you know, every gay person wasn't necessarily shown in the best light in the South. And so that was like my goal always growing up is to show people what it's like to be gay and what it's also like to be gay and black in the South and have that representation. So I think that's what I try to do with like throughout my career and throughout my life, you know? Growing up, like coming to terms in yourself as both a gay individual and then like becoming confident as like a member of the black community and like embracing that aspect of your life. How was that process of acceptance and empowerment and like figuring out how to live in those communities when there wasn't other people in your life that were also a part of that? Like navigating that alone, what was that like for you? I don't ever want to say I was alone. Like I had a cousin and like two other people that I was close with. And then as I got older, I had like groups of people that I like felt safe with. How I navigated it is finding other people. Like right now I have a group um, of two other gay black men and we have a group we call the Coterie. The Coterie is like a group of people that have like a shared um, common interest or a shared goal. And our goal was to show um, 
you know, you can be successful, black and gay and in the South. I've always had a little bit of like, uh, I don't want to use the word cockiness about it, but I was always like, well, I'm not going to be defeated by it. So that's why I said never. I don't think I ever had an issue. I never had an issue with it because I always used it to my advantage, if that makes sense. Like even now, like with through my work, a lot of the businesses I've worked for, I've always been the only black gay person. And like now I've changed that to where I was like, I don't want to be the only gay and the only black person in the room um, because my voice isn't everyone's voice in this community. So I I had to learn to actually, you know, not be the only one having a seat at the table. At first, you know, I kind of thought, oh, this is cool. It's for me. But then I later in life, especially now, I find it easier and more of a thing for me to like have more people that are gay and black at the table than just myself because I'm only one side of it that makes sense yeah how do you feel that you can advocate for others in your community and also finding success professionally and getting that seat at the table in other organizations Ooh, um collaboration that is how like i like have a group of friends right now we're all black and i've learned that their strength in numbers their strength more in like working together because what I don't know they can teach me. So that's kind of how I've learned to like bring other people. Like, so usually I get a lot of the phone calls and about like these things opening, a lot of businesses opening around here. And I immediately ask, hey, did y'all get the emails? I'm bringing these list of people with me. Um, I'm, because I just, I've learned that, you know, at first I wasn't uncomfortable. Then I learned when I was the only person in the room I got uncomfortable, and so then I was like, and I because I shouldn't be the only person in the room, and then I was like, you know what? It's let's usher in other people because it just it got uncomfortable for me being the only one because, um, like when Black Lives Matter stuff happened, I saw myself getting phone calls from my like white friends, and you know I was like, I am I the only black person they know, or am I the <laughs> only person that you know? So. That alone is not okay. So then that makes me uncomfortable because mm -hmm. I don't get to, I shouldn't actually speak for everyone else. For yeah. people who may who may have, you know, been in that situation and during the BLM movement or just in life in general, where they feel like they kind of keep themselves isolated and they really only have like one black friend or like one friend that is like that, that outlier trait to them. Like, how can they go about broadening that? How do you feel people can get better involved with communities outside their own? Mm, that's a good question. Because we do tend to, you know, segregate ourselves from other people that aren't necessarily just like us. I, I just, I guess, just trying new things and trying new experiences and just walking up and having conversations with people. I talk to anyone and everyone, but I know a lot of people aren't like that based on, you know, what they've seen on TV or their, what they think someone may, how they think someone may react to them. If you're at a bar or something and you see somebody alone, you know, maybe go have a conversation with them. Maybe a bar is not a good setting because you're drunk. And <laughs> um, maybe, maybe just like when you're out and like just trying to just be a friend to people or welcome other people who aren't like you. I really don't know how to answer that because I've just always been a very like welcoming person. And I don't know if I've ever just been like, this is the way to go about bringing people around. I'm just used to always, if somebody new comes to Birmingham, I'm always like the first person to take them out, to show them somewhere, show them new places, show them everything that's going on. So I don't really personally ever think I had to deal with like 
trying to teach someone or tell someone how to usher in somebody into the group. And you said you, you just go up to people and talk to them. And you're, you're in the South, and there's like a stereotype about the South being uh, not the most open-minded with the gay community or with the black community or any community at all. Um, how do you just not have any fear going up? To I think, and I'm going to be very honest with you, it was, as you can see me, I'm a non-threat. I'm not threatening to a lot of people in the South, if that makes sense. My hair is straight. Like, there's a lot of things about me that people see in themselves, so I'm non-threatening. And I've just grown up in the culture of, like, having a lot of white friends. So I've never had an issue, but, you know, I've had cousins, you know, who've you've been discriminated against. I mean, I remember in high school, a group of friends were like, oh my God, I'm back talking about a cousin of mine saying something very bad about him. And I was like, guys, you know, that's like my first cousin. We like play together every day. Um, and that that's one of the things I realized like, oh, I'm non-threatening to people. So I don't necessarily get the shit that everybody else gets. I think it's my job though, to call people out when it happens or when stuff like that happens. I have a voice and people are listening to me and since I'm non-threatening, people don't feel so threatened by me. Um, and so it's easier for me to go up to people and have conversations and to try to change people's minds and perspectives. Um, I think that's what my job has always been is to um, be a voice for other people who don't have one because I always have had this a little bit of confidence to myself that I try to give to other people. Um, I have this energy about me that I like to help other people fill their energy up and, you know, help fill their cup up because that fills my cup up. And do you think that has anything to be with living in the more modern southern cities? Yes. Birmingham itself is a very, like, democratic, like, city. We're very progressive, but, you know, there's a few places outside of here that aren't so open-minded. I mean, I can re recall a time I, as like I said, my hair is straight, but it isn't always straight. Um, and so I even thought about one time I was driving through an area and I was like wearing sweatpants and my hair was curly. And then I thought to myself, what, I got, what if I got stopped here? And like, I'm not Randall, I'm Randall Porter in Birmingham, but like, I'm not Randall Porter in, this city, um, what would my experience be like? You know, Birmingham has spoiled me, but that allowed me to like open my eyes up so then I could be aware to help other people because it's easier for me to be like, oh, I don't have those issues or I've never been discriminated against or I've never whatever, but that doesn't mean they don't happen um, and that it couldn't happen to me. So it's just living here has spoiled me a little bit but also it gives me the opportunity to help other people because I know what it could be like. You said that you like to give voice to people who don't have one. You like to be that, at that you know, give people that platform, that, that place to have their voices heard. Do you feel that that's a responsibility that you, that you kind of have given yourself and how do you go about doing that? Um, it's definitely a responsibility. Um, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing the best that I could um, for everybody. I just try to listen to people and have conversations. Birmingham is made up of a city that's like, you have parts of the city in the city proper area that, you know, it's like your modern South. And then you go a few feet over, that's like the railroad tracks that there's like project homes and things like that. And they don't get to 
necessarily experience the good side of what Birmingham has to offer. So being that bridge for myself, that is, I try to listen to those people and see what they want out of this city. And then I, since I have a platform, I'm able to use it and share that with people um, that matter and who can make the change. I mean, that's great. It's good to be able to giving people that that voice. Um, So you have a column that you are about to debut about redefining the Southern gentleman. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about what that means and what it means to redefine that concept? That's the description of it. It's called A Man About Town. Okay. Um, a Man About Town by Randall Porter. It's all over Alabama. It's about showing people what we have to offer as a city, I mean, as a state and as a culture that people don't necessarily get to see. Um, and that, whether that's fashion, whether that's like different places to go for brunch, whether that's talking about, um, you know, we had the world games here, uh, like a month ago, like talking about the different things, things that are happening in the city, bringing people together. Cause you know, everybody likes food and entertainment and, you know, everybody likes to look good. Um, or at least we think so. That's what the column is about is sharing that and sharing common experiences. Cause that's what people don't realize. And the one thing I love about the internet is that the reason we laugh and we joke and we love TikTok so much and we love Instagram is because we get to watch people all over the world who actually are just like us. Um, and I think that's what I want the column to do is to show like all over the the state that like though we are also different we have one common goal we love the south we love the culture of the south and that's what soul grown and the modern south is is because we love our culture but we're progressive and we want to grow and we want to see change so we can all you know live and have great lives is there anything about the South that you would change or want to change yourself? Just people's perspective. Like, I I mean, I want the people that live here, like, to love it and stay here and change it. Like, I have a lot of friends that used to live here and they all moved on to, like, New York or L.A. or even to Atlanta. And everybody's always asking, like, why am I still here? And I'm like, because if I leave... Not that I'm, like, (laughs) me personally, but I meant people, like, if people like me leave, then nothing will ever change or ever get done because everybody's like, well, I'll just go to these other places and let them have it. And so that's what I want to change. I want to change people's minds. I ran into a girl last week. I'm the the president of Young Professionals of Birmingham, and she came to our um, social that we had last week. And she was like, oh, my God, I didn't know Birmingham had stuff to do. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So I I, want to change that. I want people to know that there's everything that I would do in Atlanta or L.A. Granted, there's more people and that type of thing. I still do in Birmingham, if that makes sense. Um, Not that that we have circuit parties, but (laughs) all the other (laughs) things we do have. And the funny thing is, every person that I've met in Birmingham, especially that's like every straight person heterosexual people they love going to the gay bars and love going because we only have two in Birmingham and there's one that stays open 24 hours um and everybody's always like let's go there because it's the only place that you can dance the drinks are cheap um and 
you know, girls love it because they're not getting hit on. And the guys that normally go are cocky and love being hit on. So, (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, to close up here, Randall, if you could give any advice to a young gay individual growing up in the South, what would you tell them? I don't want to be cliche and say it gets better because I guess I would tell them know that they're not alone, know that they matter, um, do something. Representation is important, and by them showing up, um, it might help someone else. Let your light shine, something like that. I don't want to be, like, super cliche <laughs> with it, but, you know. No, I, I get what you mean. Yeah. T- take yeah. take the step, go outside mm-hmm. of your comfort zone, and it'll pay off. Like, it's, yes. the opportunities are endless, truly. Well, Randall, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you want to give everyone your socials in case they don't follow you already? Everything is all Randall Porter, um, at Randall Porter everything my website is except my website it's the randallporter.com so well thank you so much randall you guys can follow us on instagram at unpack tht and on tiktok at unpack that pod thank you so much randall thank you wade we'll see you guys next thursday bye everyone bye, bye guys